0: We're up to the Gemara Daf by the two dots, eight lines from the top. So the Gemara is over here a pasuk and eches. The in hayikorim is a very precious gem, a very rare gem. In fact, the Gemara What does that mean? We're referring to the children of Yerushalayim. They were musalom ba'paz. Ileime musalom They were covered. they were covered in jewelry made out of paz. So that's impossible. The total amount of this rear gem of puz in the world is only the weight of two slum. That's, that's as much puzz as there is in the world. Half of it is bereimi. The khad is spread out. So, how is it possible that the children of Yeshuaim were coded in the takshat of puz? There's not enough puz to go around. So began in as a the with the, titers, the 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 Navi is telling us over here that they were so pretty the children of Yerushalayim that they made Paz look ugly. In other words, they were prettier than Paz. So Masalam over here means alashan of Shvach, Zakhtar Ashi. They were Meshubech by more than Paz. So the Gemara may Kore Chashive the Romans. They wanted to have the the of Romans. They wanted to have pretty children. So de They used to have pictures of pretty women. I guess or pretty pretty people on their rings. While they were mshamish they showed the wives this ring with the tzure, So if they think about that, the children should be pretty. Can you do it? The machshave That has an effect. Famous gemara and He used to sit by the Shara vider, so the woman should see him. And they should have pretty children. They're Derived from Yaakov and the it's a this is a you do it a thing. So mikan ve'elech, after Chor Mbais HaMikdash, when they had captured all these children from Yerushalayim who were so good looking, they had a different etzah. Maisi b'nei Yisrael, they brought Yiddish children. Ve'asri They tied them to the feet of their beds while they were m'shamish mitosam, so the wives should stare at them and they should have pretty children. one of these children, who were tied to the bed told his haver who was also ha this einish that we're getting where does it say in the teiger there's a whole teikhah nowhere does it mention this einish amalei his haver told him it it, it it does say in the tayr. it says in the teikhah in kisavai gam kol khali vkhamak ashlay kasu be seferat rezayis the einish will also bring upon you kol khali that's not mentioned in the teiger what is that that's this einish of being tied to the bed for such a dover magon Omar, so the Khaber, the, the Shoyal, asked the friend, I'm also learning Chumash, I haven't yet reached this Passock, I never came across this Passock. How far am I from this Passock? Omar, just a little bit more. upalga, page and a half away. so the first one said, Had I already reached this Passock, I wouldn't have had to ask you the question. I would have figured out on my own that this is what the Torah is referring to. It says in the Pasuk, it's also a Pasuk, my eyes were crying so much that it made me look bad from all the children of my city. What is this referring to? There was 400 in the city of Beter. Each shul had four hundred milamdim. Each one of these four hundred milamdim, each one of had four hundred talmidim. It's a total of sixty-four million children. And uh, the Yayvid says he's the Khari is bothered by a The Gemara says in Baba Basra, is not supposed to teach more than twenty-five children at a time. Here we're saying each one taught four hundred. So he says the four hundred weren't all there at the same time. Throughout the day, there was a rotation of four hundred children originally, when an enemy, a guy, used to walk into the Bismadish, they weren't scared of him, the kids used to stab them with their sticks, but now, when the Bo'an let the Oivim overtake Beter, and they captured Beter, now, the Oivim wrapped these children in their Svarim, they lit them in fire, them and their Svarim. So gamil was saying that he was left over, he was one of the survivors. There's a Gemara, the Masha'a Shalal Zitzu, there's a Gemara in Masech de Saita, the last Amad in Saita, where the Gemara says over there that B'shem Gamliel said about himself that from his father's family, Gamliel's family, there was a thousand children and only him and a cousin survived. So whether this is the same memory. Tana Rabban, Ma'isab This is after Khumbay Beis he was the Memunah to go ransom all the, Kids that were captured he went to a big city in raimi they told him there is a child over here in jail from the eden he has beautiful eyes he's very good looking he has beautiful locks of here he went to the door of the jail he wanted to see if this child is at Omar. so he said a pasuk he wanted to see if this little child knows the pasuk, it says a in Who's the one that put the Eden in captivity over here? Tinik He heard back from the other side of the wall how the tinik is finishing the pasuk. V'amar. And he said the rest of the pasuk. Haloy lai, v'lay haleich, v'lay this is the Rebbeinu who we didn't listen to. Amar Reb said about this child. Bay, I'm sure. Shema Yir'ob Yisrael that he'll be a great Rav one day. I guess he was such a little child and he knew the Pasik. Ha he made a shvu a sh'eini zozmikhan I'm not going to leave from here at chafdan be moman chapoy's going to love that I'm going to pay any amount that they want. Amru that's that what happened lizozmisham she bikhnan didn't leave at chapode be moman harbitil he ransomed him for a lot a lot of money. Vilhayom atma cha Yir'ob Yisrael and his and his Nevu was Neskayim, that this child, Taka, ended up being a Amiru Hirabi Yisrael, who was he, Uman um, Reb ben Elisha. Now, the This was not the famous Kangal Gol, Bishmal ben Elisha, because we're talking about that he was a child after Chor ben Sheni. It must have been an Einikol of Reb ben Elisha. Taisus says, what's Taka Pshat? We saw before in the Gemari, you're not supposed to ransom Shvuyim more than they're worth. Why did he pay Kalmaman Taisus gives two in one Terutsu, he says there was Sakonis Nafashis involved which is a Shai that we spoke about, the Peshachot brings down, Machleikas, Hapaiskam, the Vimakam Sakonis Leposhes, your for V'yoyse Mechdei Dimeim. The other Mahalach he says is, that because he was muflik B'chachma, and he saw that he has a tremendous potential, so therefore he made an exception. Zogot gemor. Omer B'udam Rav, Maise B'bnoi Ubitoy, Shal Yishmol Ben Elisha, this could be they were actually children of the famous Mishmol Ben Elisha, Sh'Nishbu L'Shnei they were captured by two different, uh, masters one that took the son and one took the daughter these two masters met together each one was saying the praise of his slaves this one said I have a slave Zacher who's there's no one so pretty as him I have a maidservant there's no one as pretty as her they said you know what let's match them up let's marry them off and probably this union will produce beautiful children. And we'll split up with the children. They brought them both into a room. One of them sat in one corner of the room. The other one sat in the other corner of the room the whole night. And the girl said, And the girl said, Baskahanim Gedalam and Nasala Everam Glimarian Evid Ubahu Kalalaila the whole night they were crying. They couldn't recognize each other, it was dark. Kivan Shalamadas, once it became light, he kirewizes they recognized each other, that the brother and sisters, Wanaflu Zalzeh, and each one fell on each other's shoulder, Vagobibhiya, and they cried at Shiyotzan and Shmasan, till they were nifter From Tsar, Valley and Kinan and on them Yermiya was Mekain and the Pasak and Echir Al Eila Aniba. Aini Aini Yardamayim is referring to this story. Her name was Tafnas Baspenil where did she get this name from? Tsofnas is Alashan from Tsoif. Alashram from Singh. She was very pretty. Everyone wants to look at her. Baspenil is Alashram Pinai Kale. Bita ish She was a daughter of a Kohen Godl. Whose father, her father, Shashimish Lifnay V Lefnim. He was Mishamash Lefna Kale in the Khoitish. So when she was captured by her captors, her captor was her the whole night. the next day, he dressed her in seven coats. He took her out. He took her to the market to sell her as a slave. Someone very ugly came. He said, I want to see her beauty. She was wrapped up in seven coats. He couldn't see her. So the captor said, If you want to buy her, buy her. Trust me, there's no one as pretty as her. I want to see her. He took off six of the coats. When he got to the seventh, she ripped it off herself from Tsar. And she covered herself with ashes on the ground. And she turned to the Rebbeinu and She said, fine, you're not having Rechmanes on us, but why don't you have Rahmanas on your own name, which is being this Baza. People are seeing, where is the Banishlam's Sholem's He's allowing such a thing to take place. And on her, Yirmiya was Mkoin, this in and This is the Nevoah that he's saying in the name of Hashem, that Hashem is saying about the Yiddish daughters that are going to be rolling in ashes, the, the enemy is going to come. This is Kaviyach the Shem talking. It didn't say, It should have said, It's a that the enemy will come on you. That the says Shem says, He's talking about himself. The enemy will come on me and you. And Le And Shem is referring to what we just said before, that she said, your your name is being this too i'll you the fact that you're not uh, doing anything for us says they robbed the person and his house what does that mean what's it referring to there was someone who uh, was in the wife of his Rebbe, the Gemara says it wasn't a rabbi who taught him toire, it was a rabbi who taught him carpentry. It was a mentor. Pam Achas, so what did he do? Pam Achas, his his master, his rabbi, needed to borrow money from him. And he asked this Talmud for a loan. And the Talmud told him, "Shigar Send your wife over to my house, and I'll lend her money. Shigar He sent over his wife. ima He spent three days with her. After three days, the rabbi comes to the Talmud and he says, My wife that I sent to you, where is she? I sent her away immediately, but I heard that the children were with her. The reason why he says children, because if it would have been adults, then it would have been an oines. She would have been mutter He said, because Tanayikas probably didn't have the koyuch to be ma'ana it must be. She was mizana b'rotsam, therefore she would be also the b'ayla. So the rabbi told him, what should I do? If you listen to what I have to tell you, I have an eight girsha. give her a get. So the rabbi said, yeah, but I got a problem, ksubasa merubah, it's a very big soup and I can't afford it. Don't worry about it, I'll loan you the money So that's what happened. So that's what happened. The rabbi went and divorced her on the assumption that his wife was Mazana willingly with these children. Now, this Talmud went and he married her. It came time for the loan of the Ksuba money to be paid, and the rabbi had no money to pay. So the Talmud said, Okay, if you don't have any money to pay, come work for me. You become my slave and work for me the Talmud and the ex-wife of the rabbi were sitting together eating and drinking, and this poor rabbi, he was the shamus, giving them to drink. Tears fell out of his eyes, and fell into their cups. And on that moment, the tremendous Rishis that he did over here, that caused the of the Chorban. The there's those that say, it wasn't on the fact that that he baavled his rabbi to steal his wife, and now to steal him him as well. But V'amri Law that the gzardin was al for the three days that he was mezana with this Eishasish. That was the, on uh, that was the einish, Not on the whole shtikel that he did over here, but rather on this nose that was done with the Eishasish. Mashal says, according to the first shot, you could say that the that Hitaka wasn't mezana with her. That he just kept the later three days in order to make this billable that she was mizana with other people, in order to get the rabbi to divorce her, Rashi also says the This is a chet of a yochud. Why did this have an effect on the whole klaliyosof or a And he says because the chacham knew about the story, and they weren't Meichem. We Finished now with the gemara of the and we're going back to the previous mishnah. So we saw in the previous mishnah <speaking> 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 were those roitzkim that came, and they came to someone in order to get them away, not to kill him. He had to offer them his karka. And then the secrican went, and they sold his karakah to a lekeich. The Allah is that it mechre because the person that gave the karka away to the secrican never gave it away b'leiv shalom. He was just doing it to save his life. The mishnah says that the din of is even if the lekeich also came to the nigzal and he purchased it from him as well. Even in that case, mechre because the, the the nigzal can say, I never sold it to you b'leiv shalom. Now Rashi brings down the Mishnah two reasons why the Nigzah could say, I didn't sell it to you, B'lai One reason Rashi brings, he can say, I only sold it to you, year. I was petrified that if I don't agree to sell it to you, the Sakrikan are watching what's happening, they'll kill me, because they're going to see that I'm not maskum to sell it to you, that means that I'm planning to take it away from them, and therefore they're going to kill me. So machum I was maskum to sell it to you. The other Psha Rashi says, it's not machum but rather... He contained. I was maskeim to sell it to you because I, I wasn't able to take the secret into the entire. I was too scared of them. I'd rather it come to you. Once you have it, then I can take it to the entire. So either way, I never sold it to believe Shalom. Zog the Gemara, This is that it says in the Mishnah that it's mekhoi batal. Even though he bought it, he made a kenyan from the nigzal. That when he asked the nigzal to sell it to him, he told him, okay, go make a chazak. So since the only Kenyan that took place was a Kenyan of Chazoker, so Rashi ba'almu told him le'chazeku kni. So Ikelem we could say the only reason he said le'chazeku kni is because ha'sheni noyachli He could say the reason that I told you to be it with Chazoker is because I'd rather fight with you than fight with the sekrika but if when he bought it from the Nigzal, the Nigzal wrote him ashtar mekhir. He wrote him ashtar that I'm selling you the karka. Because why did he have to write him a star? That wasn't necessary. Must be that he sold it to Blav Shalom. Even if he wrote him a star, that still doesn't show that he gave it to Blav Shalom. Unless, if he wrote a in the star, that in case my Balchayv comes and takes it away from you, I'm going to reimburse you, that wasn't necessary. If he wrote a is it's a right that he meant to make a proper Mechir Blav Shalom. So we just mentioned Rashi said, Pshat and Rav that if there was a, that uh, only by a star, only when he told him to purchase it bechazaka, only then is a Mekre bottle, because he could say the reason I was marketing to you was in order to be able to take you to the interior, because I'd rather deal with you than deal with the secrican. In fact, the mashar, One second, Rashi in the Mishnah said two reasons. Besides this reason, he also said a pshat. That his, the Nigzal's tain is, I only sold it to you, Mach Why we hear Rashi only bring the pshat of Ashayni Noyachli? Zokhtar Mashah, because those two reasons Rashi are, are really totally in the Machaykh, it's Rab and Shmuel. Rashi over here is explaining the reason of Rab. Rab said the reason why the Nigzal could be chayzer, because he could say, the only reason I agreed to the deal was because Ashayni Noyachli. Memehle, that only applies by if he said, but if he gave also a Ashtar, that shows that the reason he gave it to him wasn't Stam because it's easier to take away from him than from the Sekrikan. Why did he have to write Ashtar? From the fact that he wrote Ashtar, it shows that it was a full Gemir's das to give it to him. Masha Shmuel said that the reason why the Nigzal could say Botl is because he can say the only reason I sold it to you was because I was petrified of the Sekrikan. And Shmuel, even if he wrote him Ashtar, he also has the same tain. He could say, I wrote a star because I was scared of the And If I wouldn't have wrote you a star, the Sakrikan would have said, Why am I not writing a star? Elamai, I want to take it away from them. So, Machmeseyir, I wrote a star too. If I wrote a Chrai, that's not something the Sakrikan would be upset about. That's already an extra bonus I didn't have to give him. If I give him that too, then even Shmuel says, it's not Mekhe So, him, these two reasons of Rashi is telling the Machaikis of Rav Shmuel. We have a Rai from the Raisa, like Shmuel. That dafke b'negei If the nigzel wrote a star with achrayis, then he can't say that I never meant to sell it to you. But if he didn't write achrayis, even though he wrote him a star, still mekheibatul because he can say the reason I wrote the star was because I was scared. We saw in the Mishnah a similar niddin to sekriken b'negei a person whose wife brought into them a person who, when he married his wife, he was miyached a karka for tashlume k'sube. Then he went and he sold it, even though this karakah is Meshubit to his wife's ksubit. he went and he sold it to Lekeich. And the Lekeich also bought the kark from his wife as well. And the was that the wife could say, even though I was masking to sell it to you, it wasn't really a real true ask it was just I didn't want my husband to be angry. I'm a a de al isha. if he first bought the Lekeich comes first to buy the karker from the Isha. And only then does he buy it from the Ish. So there was no reason the woman should have agreed to sell it if she has no interest in selling it. So then mekre kaim. However, if he first bought it mina ish, Isha, because the woman can say, I was only agreeable to sell it because I was scared my husband would be angry at me. It's only considered a true mechira from the Ish, unless she writes a mishtar with a chraiz that in case. A Bakhaiv comes and takes it away from you, I'm gonna reimburse you. Only then is it considered a Mekhmash without a khai, even if it's with a shtar. We don't say that uh, mechhriqhaim. Even with a shtar, we still say mechribatl, name it of to the rav, because according to Rav, if you write a shtar alone, that's enough to say mechrikhaim. When it says over here that the only way it's Mekka Kaim, unless she writes Achrayis. We don't mean Achrayis the way we understand the literal meaning of is that she's writing a guarantee that she'll reimburse if if, if, if take takes it away. Achrayis actually means shtar. My Achrayis, Tam star. that if she wrote a shtar, and the reason why it's called Achrayis is because she's saying that you can be rest assured that I won't come take it away from you because here's a shtar that says that I sold it to you. She's not referring to take take it away. She's referring it's that I won't take it away from you. So, maybe we're talking about a star, and It's it's like Rav, that it says over here that if she wrote a star, then it's not mechabaltel anymore. Like Rav, this is going now on the second part of the mission. The Mishnah said that that we don't say mechabaltel by the the sekrikim. The person that buys from sekrikim is mechekayim. However, he has to pay. The nigzal, 25%. Either he gives them a 25% of the karaka or 25% of the value. And like we explained in the Mishnah, because the secret can usually sell it for a 25% reduction because they got it for free. So in Mele, we tell the lukuches, it's yours. However, you have to pay the 25% that you saved, you have to pay to the original buyer. So, zog de gemara, tona rabban, lokach what happens over here? The Sekrikan took away the karak from someone. Then a came and he bought it from the Sekrikan. This Leikeach sat in the karak for three years eating pears. the b'aylam didn't say anything. The Nigza wasn't meche. Then the Leikeach went and sold his karak to another person. The original b'aylam can't come out to the sheni and say... Listen here, the first person that bought it from the Sikrikim, he was only entitled to have it if he paid me a revir, 25%. He never paid me the 25%. So now I'm coming to you, I'm telling you 25% of the karaka is mine. You have no rights to it. So the lochi is, ain't the ba'il sheni club He has no rights to come to the Mashmoy sheni. He can't deal with the lakeh sheni, but he would have a tainer on the lakeh sheni. In fact, the what's the case? <speaking in Hebrew> if the lekeich sheni is tining a tiny body and he's telling the original them, I know for a fact that when he bought it from the secrican, he also bought it from you. He paid you off the revere and Mamele, you have no tainis to this kark anymore. So, if that's the case with the tainis body so I feel nami. The the even why is it the is that he can only. He, he only can't tie against the second one, but against the first one he could. Why would he have a tie against the first one? Even if the lekeich didn't sell it to the lekeich and the original buyer comes to the and he tells him, "You never gave me the revia." If the revia comes with a tie in and that he knows, he tells him for a fact, "I'm tying body that I paid you the revia," he has an amonis because we're talking about here after shonem There's a Cheskas gimel shonem It's a chazaka sheyeshi ta'ina. He's tying a tie in that I paid you, and you weren't against me for the past three years. So it's a tiny with a so zikr would be naman. Here it's mashma that he only has, that only the lekech sheni could get out of it. Lekech Rishon couldn't get out of it. Zotagamor Elamai, you're going to tell me. If we're talking about, the lekech sheni has no idea. He's not tiny that I know for a fact that lekech Rishon paid you the reviat. He didn't say, that he knows that he, the first lekeich bought it from him. So then, a philashenian amiloi. So then what right does the Shani have to keep it? The original buyer has a ta'in under the sheini. I'm ta'ining ta'in bari that I was never paid the revir. You're not telling me that you were. So, Mamela, don't tell me that the first person had a chazaka, so it's a that it was his. Chazaka doesn't work unless there's a ta'in. Since there's no ta'in bari, chazaka itself doesn't do anything. And for the Gemara, we're talking about over here, the Loike The second Lekeich isn't coming with a Tainas Bari, saying that I know for a fact the first Lekeich paid you a Raviyah. So the Chayra Oibazoi, if he's not coming with a Tainas Bari, so why doesn't the Baidam have a taine under the Lekeich Sheni to take away a Raviyah of the kark? So the Gemara, such a case, in such a case, we taine for the Lekeich Sheni or who had been if it would have been a Yoyish. For example, the person buys it from the Sekrikin, and then he dies, and he's at Lebonov, or he sold it to the L'Keyach In both cases, Bezdin will taine on behalf of the Yoyish and the L'Keyach They'll taine for them that the first L'Keyach paid up the reviat, And there's a chazaka to go together with the Taini, because there was a chazkas gamel shanam, and Mele, the Bailem has no tain. What's the reason that we taine for the Yoyish and the L'Keyach? Ashi, even according to the Manda Amr, that generally... We don't tain it for the Irish and the Keich. Over here, we do tain it. Why? Because there's a svarah that stam a person who buys from Sekri, sekrikim, he knows that the halacha is he's not allowed to keep it unless he pays up a revia. So, mainly, he wouldn't spend his money for nothing, knowing that the bialim can come take it away from him if he doesn't pay the revia. So, the assumption is that he probably did pay the revia. So, melech even though they don't tain it, they don't know they don't know how to tain it. We tain it for them. And you have over here also backing up a Cheskis gamel Shonim, so May the Delewin. However, the Edoch, the Rishon, iton in Viloyton Loyt. The Lekech Rishon, if he tines after the Cheskis gamel Shonim, he also tines the tines bar that I paid you back there via He's name and he has a Chazaka Sheshim with Tine. But if he doesn't tain it, we won't ta'in on his behalf. Why? Because he knows if he paid or not. So why doesn't he say it? They have no idea. So May that we have a Svarah, it's Mastaber that it was paid for. So But the person himself, he knows if he paid, so why doesn't he tie in it? So for him, we don't tie in it. Just one Tzarekhin in Rashi, if you look in Rashi, Rashi says in the Teretz of the Gemara that we're talking about that he was meyreshit or he sold it and the lekeich or the yoyesh was their gemol shonim. It doesn't stem with Rashi before. Rashi before was learning the whole time the cheskas is We're talking about the lekeich rishon. Why did Rashi change? Tzarekhin. Before we go weiter, let's just hazard over briefly what we saw in the previous Mishnah. The din of Sakrikan is Dafke in the Tkufe where the Yiddish blood wasn't so cheap. The Mishnah says when Yiddish blood was cheap, when Goyim were killing Eden right and left, then there was no Takan of Sakrikan. Then the Allah was if the Sakrikan sold it, whoever bought it, it's his, it's not Mechum Batl. Because since Eden were so scared of their lives, when the Sakrikan came, and they gave away their karka to the secrican. They gave it with a gemiras das. They were maknabalev shalom because they were so scared of their life. They knew that they, they'll never get it back from the secrican because they knew any yid who chappers with a goy one, two, three, the goyim will kill them. So mel, they were masalak das the gamri, and therefore, whoever buys it from them, it's theirs. We don't say mechrabotl. The din of secrican was only after things quieted down, and goyim. We're not allowed to kill Yidin. So then, even if Sikri can come and the guy gave the karka to the Sekrikin, we say that he wasn't Miyayish because he hopes one day to be able to get it back from the Sekrikin. Eventually came Mishnah Reine and the Chacham said, no, it's not, it's not an Eitze because the Maise, if we're going to say the mechre Batel, nobody's going to buy it from the Sekrikin. And the person himself might also be scared to handle with the Sekrikin. So Eba the karka is going to stay be out Goyim forever. So we said, whoever buys it from the Sekrikin, it's his, but tonight that he pays 25% back to the original Ba'ilam. Then, the Mishnah says that Rabbi was Mosef, Anuta Kone, that up to 12 months after the Sekrikan took it away, the original Ba'ilam has first rights to buy it from the Sekrikan. And even if the L'Keyach bought it from the Sekrikan within those 12 months, the original Ba'ilam could be paid it from the L'Keyach. He pays him off what he paid and he gets it back. After 12 months, if the original Bailam didn't do anything, then we say that whoever buys it from him, but tonight that he pays 25%. And The reason was because this that we said that the original Bailam has first rights for 12 months is because the, the Bailam wasn't miyayish, So really it should have been Meyayish. Just we said that we don't want the karka should stay beyond hagoi, and therefore we said mekhe kaim. So we made that we gave him a right for 12 months that he can get back his karka. But once 12 months passed and he didn't do anything to get it from the sekrikin, so then we say that the reason he didn't do anything was because he's still so scared of them. So just like before the the matzav was better, the Allah is that a person is so scared of sekrikin that he's makna believe shalom. So, here too, after 12 months, if he didn't do anything, we say he was probably not believe Shalom, and therefore it's Mekre Kaim, and he can't take it back anymore. However, we still have the takana that the Lekeich should pay him 25%. Kumtia the Gemara till now we were talking about Sekrikan. What happens? It wasn't Sekrikan that took it away from the Baidim. Habam machmas a guy comes because the Yid owes him money, and he grabs away the karaka for payment of a chayv. Or Machmas an paris. Rashi says Machmas an paris means. It wasn't a Sikrikin where the Yid was scared of his life. It was a Gazlin who took away the Harakah without paying. He forced him to sell it. So in this case, there was no fright that I have to give it away to him because I have no choice, I'm going to get killed. In this case, Zahkotah Gemara, boy There's no din of Sikrikin. So what does it mean there's no din of Sikrikin? So Rashi explains like this, that if this Gazlin went and sold it to another Yid, so the halachi is that this bailum could go take it away from that lekeich. And even after 12 months, by Sekrikan we said that up to 12 months, but after 12 months then the the, the, the the lekeich has all rights. No, here even after 12 months, whenever he wants, the bailum can take it away from the lekeich. And Rashi adds he can take it away bechinam. He doesn't even have to reimburse the lekeich, what the lekeich paid to the Sekrikan. He has the right to take it away because he was never miyayish. We're not talking about someone that he was scared of his life. He was never miyayish. It's still his. And therefore, he has the right to take it away from the lekech. I, in a case where he left it for 12 months, Biad Gazlan didn't say anything. So why do we, in such a case, just like by can we said that after 12 months, he has no rights anymore. Zok yeah, by can we say that after 12 months, he didn't do anything. Is a raya... That must be he's really scared of these Sekrikin, and therefore he was talking. But here we have Nera; he's not scared of these Gazlanim. They're not murders. So, even if twelve months passed, we say the fact that he wasn't, uh, the fact that he didn't go to the Gazlanim and take them to din is simply because he didn't. He didn't have a chance yet to do it, but he never gave up yet. So, therefore. The Mechireh is not Khal whatsoever, and he can take it away even Bechinim. Other them Taisis brings down in other places, Rebbein Gershom argues, Rebbein says he can take it away from the Lekeich, but Avadi he has to pay. And the Shaila is, the Mechilek Rashi Asher is how do we view the Lekeich Rishon. The Chireh, Taisis is tiny, tiny, why could the Bailem take it away? The Lekeich Rishon paid for it. The only way the Bailem would have been able to get it was, is by paying for it, now the Lekeich Rishon paid for it, so you should have to reimburse the Lekeich rishon. So the B'shata and Rashi is Al Tzma Rashi held that this guy who bought it is a V'Yicharim. V'Yicharim, there's no, there's no. Uh, you can't, you can't charge him. Tosus argues. Zog the brisa. So again, a machmas so anparis ain boy mishum sekriken van paris atzma. However, the case of Poris, tzriches etashe shnei mosrachidish. The first Shnei Masr Chaedish, the Ba'ilam has first rights to it. Only after Shnei Masr Chaedish, then the Lakayah can take it. But Taykh Shnei Masr Chaedish, the first Ba'ilam has all rights, and he gets it. Frek de Gemara, what does that mean? You just, the rice is Saiser itself, minayyubayy. Va'amrit You just finished saying that Amparis doesn't have the din of So if it doesn't have the din then even after Yud Beis Chaedish, he can take it away, and he can even take it away by so the Gemara, you're right. It's a mistake of Yud Loshna Brayis a Kamer. Sekrikin Atzma Tzicha Yud Be'ez By an Paris the din is he can always take it back. The Mech mek- is bottle, and he gets it back even bechinam. But by Sekrikin Atzma in a case when the Gazlonim were Sekrikin, so then it's Takatol in Yud Be'ez For the first Yud Be'ez the buyer has the first rights to it, and if the Lekeich bought it, he could take it from the Lekeich. He either has to pay by Sekrikin, he has to pay. But after Beis Chaydish, then the Lekeich has the rights to keep it as long as he pays him the reviya. I just have to add that Tayyarosh says that this is the Rashi says, Bayan Porus, the Baydom has the right to take it away from the Lekeich, Bechinam. Zok the Tayyarosh, Alibi the Rashi that says Bechinam, that's Dafke Bayan Porus. But by the case of Chayv, if the guy actually took it for a real Chayv, then for sure the Baydom, if he takes it away from the Lekeich, he has to reimburse the Lekeich what he paid for it. Because the by them is a true Nehenet, because he really had a chayv that was just wiped off. The Rishash says that you could learn that when Rashi says you go back and take it, Bechinam is going even by Bachayv. And the case is it wasn't a real Bachayv, it was tama Alilas Shav that the guy claimed to have a chayv which he never had. So the Gemara understood that the Gemara means to say over here. That there is no such mitzias as these, uh, what's Amparas? We said before Amparas are these Gazlonim. They're not Sakrikin, they're not murderers, but they, stomp, they come and they steal people's karka. So we understood the Gemara saying, Ain't Amparas, Today there is no such mitzias in Babel of Goyim coming and forcing a yid to give away his karka. Memayla, what's the nafkamine as Akhtarashi? That if Ayid comes and he's Ma'ar on and he says, This Sada that you have, by the way, was my karka. And you bought it from an amparis who stole the karaka from me, and I bazo'i give back the karaka to me. He'll bring edim that at one point this karaka was his, and he's going to say, "How did you get it? Because amparis stole it from me. You bought it from them, and therefore I want it back." The says, there is no such Matthias today. So you're not believed when you say such a thing. So how could you say such a memory? The mitzias says, "Look around, and you'll see there are empires, There are people that come." And force people to hand over their karkoiz. So what does the Gemara mean? rabbi Yosef din That there's no din of Till now we said that in the case of an if someone stole a character from someone else, the baidamari yishoyinim was never mevater on it. And if somebody goes ahead and buys it from the an the baidamari yishoyinim can take it away On that we say no. That today there's e'en din an paraz be- that the person who buys it from the Amparis doesn't have to lose it, my time. Today there's botidinim all around in Bavil, there's Shoftim that are there specifically to take care of such Amparis, and this Bailim who was the Nigzal didn't go to these botidinim to Taina against these Amparis, and he could have done that. So we assume that he was Meichel, he was Mevater, and therefore, the people that bought it have the right to keep it. He received a karka through taxes from the people in the valley. What is going on here? The metius was like this: there was a big valley with many sodas. The king charged taxes, land taxes. So the whole valley was charged one lump sum of tax, and the people in the valley divided that tax based on how many square feet each person had in his sodas, so they divided the whole tax based on the, let's say, square feet of the land, and each person, based on the square footage of his sada, that's how much he had to contribute to this tax. There was one person that collected the tax from all the landowners, and he paid it to the shliya chamelech, the tax collector. So the story over here was, Dr. Ashi, that one of the people, in the one of the balayasadis in the valley, or some of them, they left and they weren't here when the tax collector came. So the, 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 the law was the tax collector doesn't go after the individuals. The whole collective bika has to pay for it. So, Mela, the remaining owners that are here, they have to supply the full amount of the tax for the whole valley. So, Memele, they don't want to pay, the other landowners don't want to pay out on someone else's field and they have no choice. So, what they do is they sell the rights to the people who abandoned the valley before the tax collector came. They sell the rights to those fields to people who are willing to pay the taxes. So Gidl Barilohi was the one who picked up the tab. He paid the tax on behalf of those landowners who left. And in return for that, he was able to eat their payers. So that's what happened. Gidl Loi Kabul Ara, he received those lands of the people that left, Vitaske for the payment of the tax, the Bnei from the people that lived in the valley. Then, Agdim Vyov Zuzi the Not only did he pay this year's taxes, he prepaid the next two years' taxes. And his plan was, like this, he'll be able to eat the next two years' payers as well. L'sayif, at the end of the year, awesome Marves kamoy. the original owners of these fields, came back. Om they told him, shata HaKamayi diyahavis the first year's taxes that you paid. Okay, very good, you paid. You bought the rights to the carki You were able to eat the payers. Abrahashta, thank you very much. Now we're back. Ananya HaVinon. We're going to pay taxes for the next two years'. And now, we're going to continue eating. This is our field. So the problem over here was, the way Rashi learns, Rashi learns over here, interestingly, that the melech collected the taxes based on the owners. So if the some of the fields transferred ownership, even if someone already paid taxes, but now that there's a new owner, he was charged taxes. So it comes out, this that the Gidel prepaid two years didn't really help anybody. Because now that the owners are back, the, the Melech is going to charge them for the next two years' taxes, and he's not going to take into Cheshben the fact that Gidel already paid. He views it as a transfer of ownership now to the original owners, and now they're responsible. So the, the new owners are tiny, we don't want to pay anything because we still have to pay taxes. The old owners, the, the, the other landowners in the Bikr, they, they, also, they also don't gain anything over here. But Rashi seems to learn that the Gemara's tiny was now Asla kamedir Papa. So these people came with Giddl to Rav And so Papa wanted to write The way Rashi learns that he wanted to write a shtar for Giddl that he should be able to take money from the Bnei Baga, from the other people in the valley. Teisvis clearly argues on Rashi. Teisvis says that he didn't want to write them a shtar to take from the Bnei Bagi. So Teisvis, What's the Havim in it that they should have to pay because this person prepaid, it's Takashver and Rashi, you have to understand, what right does he have to take from them, what shaykhs do they have over here? Taisus learns that he wanted to give him permission to be goyve from the people who owned this karaka that he was eating from. So according to Taisus, you can say simply that Taisus didn't hold the metzias like Rashi. It could be Taisus held that once they prepaid the taxes, the melech didn't collect again just because the old owners came back. So Eibazai, they, Taka, did prepaid the taxes and they saved the original owners from the next two years taxes so that's why he wanted to write, mashtad, write Gidl Ashtad, that he can go collect to re- get reimbursed for the taxes that he paid from those owners who he prepaid on their behalf. mashal says the reason why he had a right to go back to the original owners was because if not for them leaving then he never would have paid the taxes. It's only because they left and he came in so therefore they were a good a So that's what that's what Rav Papa wanted to do. of Papa, if you're telling these people now that they have to reimburse this Gidl for the money that he paid in a you're giving this a din of Sakriqan. In other words, you're viewing the Melech as Sakrikin, that the Melech came to take away their karke, and it's as if Gidl bought it back. When he paid the taxes it's as if he bought it back from the Sakrikan from the Melech. And just like by Sakrikan the Mishnah says the Maskana the Mishnah holds that if someone buys it from the Sakrikan, we let him keep it, and all he has to do is pay back twenty-five percent to the Bailamary Rishonim. or if the Rishonim wants to take it from him, it's within the first twelve months, then he has to get the Bailam Rishonim has to reimburse the Lakh. So the doesn't lose any money. So, Mela, you want to do the same thing over here. You want to view the Melech as a Sakrikan. You're viewing Gidl as the one who bought it from the Sakrikan. And now, if the Biden Yoshain wants it, he has to pay up to, to, to the Lakaich. And that's not fear, Zodkir Ashi. Why? Because this is not a case of Sakrikan. The Melech never took away the character. All the Melech wanted was the taxes. And when he paid the taxes of the first year, the Melech was very happy with it. He had no problems. Who asked these people to go and prepay the next two years? El These people, this Giddl who prepaid two years, fun, he lost his money. Nobody is Makhuyev to reimburse him. It's Ishtakum Tasant this whole Shakvati and the Gemara. Why did the Gomar stall to Zikri? The Gemara could have asked a simple question. That why are they to reimburse him? Nobody asked him to prepay. We saw in the Mishnah, Zoom missionary shine, bezan shalachem nice them We were masakin. That whatever the lekeich buys belongs to him. It's not mechir bottle. However, he has to reimburse the baim a revia because he got the price for cheaper from the sekrikim. The sekrikim sold it him for less than the market value, and that difference is revia. And that revia he has to pay to the baim. The question is, what revia refers to? Omarav, when the Mishnah says he gives the baim revia, it means revia bekarke, oiy revia bemois. That means that he, so the way the way Rashi explains over here, Rav's sheet is that he gives him a revia, is referring to the money. Let's say he paid a hundred dollars. So a revia, he has to give him a, a quarter of the amount of money that he paid, twenty five dollars, and he could pay that to him either be or revia b'mois. In other words, this revia of the sum that the lekeich paid the sekrikim. He has to give back to the buyer whom he's showing him, and he can either either give him that revia the twenty five dollars bekarke, or give it to him revia bemois, give him twenty five dollars. Which means that if he's giving it to him bekarke, comes out, he's actually giving him a fifth of the karke, because we're understanding that if the, he bought it from the sekrikim and he paid a hundred dollars, so really the price was hundred and twenty five dollars. So the Sakrikim lowered the price by a fifth which is a quarter of the money that he paid, which is $25. Shmuel Amar, when the Mishnah says that he gives him back Revi'ah, it means be karka. You actually have to give him a quarter of the karka that you bought. And if you want to give him money, shehin Shlish that would be a third of the money you paid him. It would be $33, not $25. Because Shmuel holds that the Sekrikim lowered the price by a quarter, not by a fifth. The my Shmuel held that they lowered the price a quarter. That he bought it for a fifth of the price of a discount. So, maybe that's the to But the he stated the price that the Mishnah the the However, if this revia is made up of karka or Moiz, it depends. The Bailam is the one to decide if he wants that revia to be paid in cash or in karka. Ratshu B'Karkah noitlen, Ratshu moiz noitlen. Fiertai de Brayse, Eim When do we say this halacha that the L'Keyach gets to keep the karka? that's dafke b'sman she'ein B'Yodon likach. The Bailam doesn't have enough money to buy it back from the Sekriken. Avl yesh B'Yodon likach, if the Bailam has enough money to buy it back from the Sekriken, they have first rights. Rabbi Vinimnu. Afterwards, Rabbi was Myshav Abazdin, and he said, "If the bailam wasn't paid from the Sekrikin within twelve chadashim, then he loses his rights to be the first person to buy it back. And now, the lukeich could 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 be the one to keep it forever." This is basically our mission, but our mission just finishes off. In the Bryce, it says clearly. So it's very much mashma over here that the lotion of Revia, what you have to pay him, is a Revia of the money that you paid. In other words, if you paid $100, you're paying him $25, and you have a choice. That review you can pay either B'Karka or B'moyz. Because this is Mamash the Lashon that Rav used. Review B'Karka or Raviyah B'moyz. On Ravashi, you have no Rai from this B'Raisa. Kitanya Taniyahi, this is that the B'Raisa said review, which is mashma. you give a review of the Mois, is talking about mois which means like this. The is, when the B'Raisa says that you give review B'Karka, Review B'Karka actually means uh... 25% of the Karka, not 25% of the money paying in Karka. Revi'ah B'Karka means like Shmuel Takeh. You give him a quarter of the actual Karka. Oi, if you're giving him Mois, you're giving him a third of the money that the Lekeich paid. Again, in this case, the Lekeich paid $100. So you're really paying a third, which is 33 and a third dollars. The reason why the Reisah calls it Revi'ah, Revi'a be mois means... If you add together the third, the 33 and a third that you gave the Balabais and the other 100 that you gave to the Sekrikin, so together it's 133. A quarter of that is what you ended up giving to the Balabais. That's a like a but what it means is when you're giving a Revia B'mois to the Balabais, the reason we're calling it Revia is when we're adding what he paid the Balabais together with what he paid. To the Sekrikin. you add all that together. One hundred and thirty-three comes out. That thirty-three dollars comes comes out that that a quarter of that total sum was paid to the balabays. But la ilam, when you're hesubbing the amount of money that he actually laid out to the sekrikan, it's only a third of that that he's paying to the balabays.